Hello and welcome to the new year and a sort of joint uh, crossover edition. This is uh, Cup of Joe at Coffee Lovers TV and Coffee Lovers Radio. So those of you listening on Coffee Lovers Radio, you can watch me say the same things at Coffee Lovers TV, which is on YouTube. And those of you watching, check out coffeeloversradio.com. That's the podcast. Usually, Coffee Lovers Radio, I do this with Jesse. Um, the holidays have been quite hectic this year. We did not uh, sit down at the end of the year and do kind of an end of the year episode. Uh, we will do a New Year episode. Uh, we're looking on uh, uh, recording that this week, actually. So we'll do something. We'll have something fun coming soon. So it's been a little while since I've sat down and done one of these. Um, I was on a roll with them for quite a bit, and then I got a little derailed uh, in November. Um, yeah, life life uh, has got a little crazy. <laughs> the world kind of has done some interesting things. I'm not here to talk about all that stuff, though. I'm here to get my face back in front of the camera, uh, keep doing the shows. Uh, I do have some stuff that's already recorded. I can edit and put up that's coming up soon. Uh, I've got a few episodes that I've been meaning to record. I was actually going to record last week and then I got sick. And unfortunately, it's really hard to do a show where I'm talking about what coffee tastes like when everything I taste tastes like popcorn or nothing. And I would really um, rather actually be able to taste what I'm drinking when I describe that to you instead of sitting there and making it up. <laughs> Um, right now I'm enjoying this, uh, holiday, holiday blend from Anchorhead, um, and I will be doing a video on their coffee. I know it's past the holidays, um, and they may even be out of it by the time I actually get the video up, uh, but if not, it's a really good, it's a really good cup, uh, but I'll get to that in the video. So 2016, let's talk about that in terms of coffee. Um, I think that... Certainly over the past few years, specialty coffee has been on this upward surge. And the past couple of years, more and more cafes around everywhere have been opening up. Cafes that are specialty coffee focused. So they're really uh, focused on the quality of the coffee, where it comes from, who roasts it, and of course how they prepare it and present it. The big trend that we saw this year was the surge in cold brew. Uh, now pre-packaging, like Brewing and selling cold brew in bottles has kind of been around for a while, uh, but having it on a larger scale through the bigger companies who are really pushing like properly made cold brew, uh, that hasn't really been seen yet. And this year it kind of became a thing. It became really popular. Uh, and Starbucks and uh, I think McDonald's, was, I'm sure McDonald's was doing cold brew, probably Dunkin' Donuts, probably all those like big companies um, uh, or started pushing cold brew. And to me, it's just part of the larger uh, picture of, I keep calling it specialty coffee, but really it's, it's coffee drinkers who have come to recognize that coffee can taste really amazing and that there's a lot of people doing really amazing things with coffee. You can make it in so many different ways you can really get into the process and technicality of that. Um, and that's just 
it's starting to take hold at a larger scale. Cold brew is one of the best ways, I think, to bring kind of anyone into this idea that coffee can taste different and better than what you think it tastes. You can, um, it's really easy to brew. It just straight up immersion cold brew doesn't have the acid profile that a, a hot brewed coffee does. So this is why people usually say it's low acid. Um, but really it's a, it's a mellower uh, brew that's much more stable and lasts at quality longer. Uh, I think it's probably also easier to taste the different flavors that you can find in coffee. And it's usually less bitter. Uh, the, and the lack of bitterness is probably aiding in the identification of, or the fact that you can see that different coffee tastes differently and that it can be delicious and sweet and all these sorts of things. I've also seen a lot of, uh, crowdfunding campaigns for different uh, types of coffee brewers. It's really fascinating when I see these campaigns. Um, some of them, really good quality products, uh, and they're making really good stuff. I just supported the Goat Story folks who produced a, a very, very nice kind of three-in-one uh, coffee brewer. It's, uh, uh, it's like in a pour-over style, so you can do pour over, you can do immersion because they have um, a valve so you can stop the flow. So you could do immersion. You could do it kind of like a, an immersion dripper where it's partial immersion and then you drip through. And then they also have a setup where you can do um, a cold slow drip with it. So you fill uh, ice water in the top and then in the miming this whole thing in the, in the carafe at the bottom, uh, there's an insert that lets you put the coffee in. So the, uh, with the valve, you can slow drip the water onto the coffee. Um, cold slow drip is, I think, uh, the tastiest cold brew. Uh, the difference between the immersion cold brew and a classic immersion brew or toddy, you take a bunch of coffee and water in a container and you let it sit for 12, 15, 20 hours, whatever your timer is and then you filter out the grounds. Uh, in a slow drip, you're, you have a mass of coffee and then you have water, cold water slowly dripping onto it and then it drips through. So it's not immersed um, and it gives you a brighter tasting and I think more complex and more interesting uh, cold brewed coffee. And, and because it's brewed with cool water, it's not hot water. It doesn't have the volatility of a hot brew. It has that stability of the cold brew, but it's a more, usually a brighter, more interesting tasting uh, brew, but it does require more intricate tools. You can't just use a jar, which you can with immersion cold brew. Um, anyways, that was kind of a sidebar. Um, so a lot of Kickstarters with, with coffee, uh, and some of them I notice they're doing really simple things uh, but they're starting to use a lot of um, pretty standard but effective marketing techniques that have not been used a lot in the specialty coffee world. I think most of the specialty coffee industry, like the, the, the industry of small roasters, small cafes, even some of the larger businesses that... Um, do like make a lot of coffee, do really well. Some of the businesses that make really good tools, they all seem to have this attitude of, if we just make it amazing, people will come to it. 
and that's worked so far because really amazing coffee is so much better than the basic coffee that you can find most anywhere else that, that once you experience that, you're going to go back to it. So that's kind of worked so far, but as we're expanding, like the, the awareness of good coffee is kind of expanding, especially, um, you know, like I said, the cold brew craze this year, uh, kind of did a lot of that. It's going to become necessary. It's going to become both necessary for, uh, these small businesses to figure out how to market themselves and what they're offering. And we're going to start seeing companies pop up who take advantage of the fact that no one's doing really sophisticated, uh, marketing in coffee, which is kind of a challenge because for the most part, everyone has almost the same thing. Like every roaster is doing something unique. You could give 10 roasters the same coffee and you would end up with 10 different coffees because as much as there's a science to roasting, there's also uh, extremely a level of art and vision that the roaster imparts on the coffee. But unless you are, unless you are like a real in-depth connoisseur of coffee, if you know so well the tastes that you enjoy and, and how to find them, like essentially for the average coffee drinker, it's, it's not like a, a one roaster can say, I have the best coffee because everyone's saying they have the best coffee. The roaster can't sit there. You, I mean, you can sit there and describe the taste that you have and the other roaster will have different tastes, but what really distinguishes that in terms of how much the customer is going to enjoy it? Like, when, when you as a coffee drinker are going into a store and you see several uh, different roasters coffees and um, they all sound interesting, like what makes you pick one over the other? Um, that's the real challenge that, that specialty coffee uh, is facing. It's also a challenge for consumers because we all want to find something that is that is really awesome but for the most part we lack the tools to do that without trying a whole bunch like you can take my route of just trying every coffee that I can get my hands on uh, and I do that because that's my business and uh, I publish a magazine that's about coffee so I drink a lot of coffee. I try coffee from everywhere and I get a, a whole view of what, what, you know, people are doing in the industry. But as a consumer, as a, as just, you want your, the coffee that you enjoy at home in the morning. Um, how do you navigate the world of coffee out there? That's a real challenge. I do believe I have an answer for that. Uh, I'm not going to tell you on the show today, because I'm trying some things out with this. Uh, but I have been doing some uh, a fun little project uh, with Jesse. Uh, Jesse's a part of this uh, Conduit Coffee. Um, and uh, in broad strokes, it's about giving uh, you, the, the customer, the coffee drinker, consumer, whatever you want to uh, title yourself, it's about giving you the tools necessary so that you can look at any roaster, any coffee in the world, and know what it's going to taste like to you, 
how you're probably going to enjoy it. So 2017, what do we have to look forward to? Uh, I'm not much for predictions. The last two years, mostly two years ago, I did a, a, a New Year's resolution where I was going to try coffee from every uh, coffee region. That was an interesting project to start. My failure is that I didn't track it well enough. Um, I'm sure I didn't, I didn't hit everything. I did, I did find, and I said this last year uh, on, on the New Year's show, I did find that that approach made me try a lot of new things and keep my eye out for, for things that I hadn't uh, yet experienced. Anyway, so it seems like every year there's uh, more and more uh, regions, subregions of, of where coffee comes from that, that's fun to try out. So uh, I'm not making any resolutions this year, but uh, I'm going to keep working on that, uh, just trying things that I haven't uh, tried before. Because um, you never know what uh, interesting experiences you're going to discover. But I'm not sure what's going to happen in the world of coffee this year. Um, the cold brew sort of craze, uh, we, we all kind of could see that coming just because the, the uh, advent of pre-bottled cold brew, um, that, that, I mean, that had been going on for a number of years, but it started picking up a few years ago. Um, and then 2015, we started seeing a lot of, of companies with pre-bottled cold brew. That kind of pushed the larger um, businesses into just providing that everywhere this past summer. One of the interesting conversations that I had this, this last year uh, was on the idea of what's the next wave of coffee. So we're in like the third wave right now. The third, the third, the, so the first wave being like mass-produced coffee, um, you have coffee everywhere, instant coffee, yada, yada. Second wave uh, being the advent of, of um, espresso culture. Uh, you go to a cafe, you have a latte, uh, et cetera. Starbucks kind of kicked off in, in, in a broad scale, uh, the second wave, although Pete's kind of preceded them. And the third wave being about um, the quality of the coffee itself. So focusing on um, the production, the roasting, the care of green coffee, um, the care of brewing, the techniques in that, um, just upping the level of quality of the coffee itself. Uh, I don't usually like referring to, to the waves because it, it just seems... Uh, it always struck me as pretentious. But what I suspect we'll see this year, especially at the industry conventions, is a push towards the uh, understanding of the science of coffee. So we're already starting to see this in, in an interest in the quality of water. And I think there's even a, a company that sells packaged water made specifically for brewing coffee. Like supposedly it has the optimum mineral level uh, but from what I've seen, you can get down to uh, such detailed water level as to craft a specific uh, mineral water content. I know I'm getting this all wrong because I'm not educated on this. But I know that there are, are some places, I believe, that, um, I believe that Chromatic in the Bay Area, I believe that Chromatic adjusts the water that they use for each coffee that they dial in on their machines. 
Um, so that's kind of interesting. Anyways, I think what we're going to see this year is maybe a more uh, on the on especially industry level is more of a push in the scientific um, direction of coffee. As to the broad level, I don't know. More development on cold brew. Certainly, that's going to be a, an even bigger thing this next summer. Um, probably going to see more uh, marketing uh, techniques and tools being brought into the coffee world. Um, we'll see what that how that pans out. Um, We've got a lot of stuff co coming, of course. Uh, CoffeeCon uh, is going to be in Seattle at the end of this month. It's going to be in LA at the end of February. It's going to be in New York in May and in Chicago in October. So lots of CoffeeCon this year. Um, and then uh, Coffee Lovers Magazine, I have um, some big projects coming up. I hinted at that earlier. Um, and uh, working a lot with Jesse, I know that um, Jesse has some good stuff coming up this year at Conduit Coffee. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of great stuff. Uh, it's going to be a good year, and I uh, hope you stick around. Uh, thank you for listening and watching. Uh, again, for those of you listening, check out Coffee Lovers TV in, on uh, YouTube, and those of you watching, uh, check out Coffee Lovers Radio, uh, coffeeloversradio.com. You have been listening to Coffee Lovers Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Support the producers. Check out Coffee Lovers Magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app. Also get yourself some fantastic coffee from Conduit Coffee at conduitcoffee.com.